Hi everyone, welcome back to Love Essie, the podcast. This is episode 62, and this week I'm talking to you guys about a book that is going to come out on Tuesday, March 9th. So the podcast comes out Monday, March 8th, correct? And then the book will come out the very next day. Of course, if you're listening to the podcast after Tuesday, March 9th, then the book is out. You don't even have to wait to read the book I'm about to talk about. But just in case you're listening to this on the Monday when the podcast comes out, the book that I am talking about comes out on the Tuesday. Yay, wasn't that fun? Yeah. Mm, Okay, so in case you were wondering, the book is Act Your Age, Eve Brown. And this book is by Tolly Hibbert. If you have listened to the podcast from the beginning, then you know that I'm a Tolly Hibbert stan. Um, I don't know exactly how I first found her. I feel like there was someone I was following on Twitter who retweeted one of her books. I'm pretty sure the first one I read was, uh, was it The Princess Trap? The the one with the princess. I think that was the one um, with Cherry and, mm, I'm forgetting homeboy's name. Um, Then I'm almost 100% positive was the very first book that I ever read by her and I really enjoyed it and was like "Ooh, yes this is something that I can get behind and started to like look for more of her books it is the princess trap I was right yay cheers for me um you're like okay girl shut up um and it's Cherry Nieta and Prince Ruben of Hel. Helgmore? Helg Helgmur? I don't know how to it's H E L G M O with a slash through it, R E. So do you know say it? Anyway. That I'm almost hundred percent positive was the very first Talia that I read. And I was like, I like this and I want more of this. And so I continue to read her um her books. Um I think I'm missing one or two Am I? I th- no, I know for sure. I haven't read um, The Sister. Crappity crap crap. What's her name? What is her name? Is it Untouchables that I haven't read? Yes, I haven't had read Hannah's book. I need to get on that. I'm pretty sure I own it. Um, but I have always been a big fan of her writing. Um... If you have not read Work For It, please do. Please do. I mean, you're going to be a mess of emotions. You're going to cry. Not bad. Not my bad. Just, you know, whatever. Uh, but you have to. It'll find the cover. But anyway, back back to the reason for today's episode, which is the third book in the Brown Sisters series. So the Brown Sisters is... A, trilogy three books the first one first book was get a life chloe brown who happens to be the eldest the second book was take a hint danny brown the middle child and now we've got act your age eve brown the baby of the family and this book guys guys friends people it she is able to craft books that 
legitimately make me laugh. Legit, like I, it's not like, I think I've said it before on the podcast where the term rom-com honestly half the time kind of bothers me because I feel like a lot of books have that title slapped on them and I don't laugh because they're not funny. So I'm kind of like, so what are we doing here? You calling yourself a rom-com and I don't see any comedy. Nothing is ha ha ha. Now, I feel like her books aren't slapstick. Like, no. But the way she writes certain sentences, some of the dialogue is so fucking witty that you can't help but laugh, that you can't help but be like, did they really say that? They sure did say that. I don't know. There's just something about her books. And so in the case of this book, in the case of Actor Age, right, we've already seen Eve before in the first two books. So we ha- we have an idea of what we think Eve is like. And I think what she did really, really well in this book is I definitely had an idea of like, you know, Eve being baby and really into, you know, music and whatever like I felt like I had an idea of who Eve was and then I got to Eve's book and Eve Eve was kind of like no girl you have an idea of what I've kind of shown you but that's not even who I am because here's the kicker I'm trying to figure out who I am so how would you know if I don't know kind of thing and seeing Eve on the page learning about herself and figuring out you know what it is she really wants out of life What are the kind of boundaries that she needs to thrive as an individual was so, so, so good. Like, I was so, I was so happy to read Eve's story because I think that um, as someone who often is still like, what the hell am I doing? When you're young, you know, you're sold to build goods that are honestly terrible. How about you'll know what you want to do with your life and adulthood and all that jazz because, you know, you'll just know. And then you get to adulthood and you're like, I I don't know what I'm doing. Does anyone know what they're doing? What is going on? What is happening? And so I feel like with Eve's book, we get to see, you know, um, this this young woman having to navigate right expectations both those of her you know and it's not just the expectations or ideas of you know like literal strangers but also family um and I think that even well-intentioned expectations can be harmful if those expectations don't really take into account who you are as an individual And I say that to say that, you know, her parents and her sisters, obviously, this is not of a situation of a family where like there's massive dysfunction and that no one really cares for anyone. Um, No, this is a family where everyone cares for the rest of their family members. But even in those kinds of situations where your parents do love you and your siblings do love you and your grandmother does love you, if they don't really know you or know what you need they may have dreams and expectations of you that you can't either can't or don't want to accomplish and then 
in that gap of like them having this dream for you and you having something, there can be all this like pain and hurt um, because they feel like you aren't achieving anything and then you feel shitty because you aren't, you know, achieving their expectations. You may be like, I don't know, Esther, this sounds kind of like um, too much. But I think that in this book, what Talia Hibbert really does really well is we get to see that, right? And we get that juxtaposed with um, our our male uh, character, Jacob Wayne. Jacob knows exactly what he wants to do with his life. Jacob does not have any questions. Jacob wants his bed and breakfast to be, you know, an amazing destination for his, you know, clientele. He wants to succeed at this business because he's trained for it. He's prepared for it. He's sunk his money into it and he wants and needs this to succeed. So we've got Eve being like, I'm not really sure what I'm doing with life and how I'm getting to a different stage and Jacob being like I know exactly what I need from life I need this thing you know my work to succeed so we've got that which I I sometimes I read romances where like one character has or at least on paper looks like they have all their shit together and the other one doesn't and sometimes I can feel imbalanced right sometimes I can feel like the person who has their shit together is isn't kind enough to the person who doesn't in that it's kind of like well you just like you're a fuck up or you're not you know and sometimes that's like I'm like well then what am I reading like why are you being like this and we don't see that here like Jacob isn't ever like like as the book progresses um and he gets to know Eve better it isn't like he is very much like he champions her and so I I'm like I don't want to like get crazy with spoilers because it, the book is not out and that would be trash um but I think that for a romance novel and also a romance novel that is sort of ending a series this is so good like I really love the first two and was kind of like, I, kn- I knew I was going to like the third book. Like, I was like, Talia wrote it. Of course I'm going to love it. But this was such a welcome fucking treat. Um, I had a weird mind blank right there. Oh, sorry, everyone. My brain was like, and now the blank. Good luck. And I was like, rude. How dare you? Um, something that I haven't yet mentioned, but I'm going to mention. Um, both characters are autistic. And we get to see how they deal with their autism, both in the context of themselves and also with each other. And I, I, I am not autistic, but I really enjoyed reading and felt like this was a really good representation like I wouldn't say oh I read it and this was terrible no I read it and I was like this was done with love and care but that also makes sense to me because the author herself is autistic so this is someone you know 
essentially writing, you know, what some people would call owned voices. Like, this is someone who's writing about an experience that is their, you know, is an experience that they understand because they live it, as opposed to someone who isn't autistic then going ahead and writing um, after doing copious amounts of research. Um, And I really... I really liked how it's handled because we're seeing, you know, the, our two main characters, right? Eve and Jacob, we're seeing how their, how autism shows up in them, right? Because they're on the spectrum. How the people in their lives, I mean, Jacob's friend, Mont, is it Mont or Monty? He very much knows his friend and understands him um and i think that it's sometimes easy to think oh well you know someone who is autistic won't have friends relationship that kind of thing like it's you know i think that sometimes people hear autistic or autism and go to you know the the worst sort of possible case scenario and it's like Okay, but it's a spectrum. So there are people along that spectrum and all of their experiences, there's going to be commonalities and similarities and then there's going to be things that are obviously very different because we're all very unique and none of us are the same. Hello. Um, And so I I really liked obviously how it was handled and as I was reading, I was like seeing how... When these experiences are written by the people who have lived, who ha- are living that experience, I feel like there is a depth to it that I don't know that can necessarily come across when you aren't when you aren't necessarily a part of that world. That doesn't mean that I'm saying don't write this unless you do no. But, you know, I think that it is very apparent that Talia wrote this experience not not even in to be like, oh, I'm going to prove to y'all that this is possible. But she just wrote a love story between two autistic characters. And she didn't make it into a PSA, um, into... Uh, beware like there isn't this sort of external sort of added you know message um on top of it it's just this amazing love story between two characters who happen to be autistic um and i think that we don't get that often which is really annoying um and i love when we do get it because that's what i want to see you know these people falling in love, not in spite of their, you know, difference or whatever, not in spite of it, but they're just two people falling in love. And this is how they navigate through the world. And it may be different from how the way I navigate, but that's, that's just, you know, because we're different people, not because, oh, well, you know, this bad or good or neutral thing over here um so for me i was just like oh, this is 
is because I don't think we see enough of it, right? Um, this isn't the first time she's written an autistic character. Ruth Kaba um, is autistic in, um, oh yeah, I was like, where is it? A girl like her, um, Helen Huang um, in The Kiss Quotient. Um, is it Stella? I believe that's her name, is autistic. And Michael's cousin in the second book, The Bride Test. Ooh, I'm blanking on his name. Um, and those are the ones I've read. I know that, that there's probably more out there, but um, definitely this is, like, fantastic. So, yeah, this book, this series, um, I think is really, really, really well done. If you haven't read The Brown Sisters, if you're like, mm, I've heard of Talia and I haven't read any of her books or I've read one or two um, and you haven't read The Brown Sisters, I really, really do suggest that you do because Chloe, Danny, and Eve are wonderful. Um, they also have a grandmother named Gigi who is amazing. Um, I love when in romance we get family members who are just so i gonna say the word is irreverent but i don't know if i'm complete someone might be like actually he's not the right word and i'll be like well guess what it's the one i used hope you got the point um but i love when we see characters who are just like i say what i say regardless right and very often um jackie lao also does this uh where it's like a grandmother who is very much like, I'm going to say what I want. Because also, I'm a grandmother. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like, I've lived so much of life. I've seen so much of life. I'm going to say what I want, when I want, how I want. Um, and I really, really, I've always really liked reading that. Um, because it's just, it adds a sort of layer. Because I think, I've definitely read read romances where... There is very little interaction or no interaction with any sort of family past parents and siblings. And here's the thing. I didn't grow up with my grandma down the block. Like I grew up in Canada. My grandmother was in Colombia. They may both start with the letter C. They are not close. <laughs> you need to get on planes to get there. But I love seeing romances where family includes, you know, grandparents, aunts, uncles, um, you know, partners of, you know, family members. And it isn't just like me, you know, my mom, my dad and my brother kind of thing, partially because I think I didn't grow up with that. So I like seeing it. Um, but I also grew up knowing people who had that kind of a family home life. Um, so I think it's always nice to see, you know, the the inclusion of, you know, grandparents, um, great, aunt, great aunts, great uncles, you know, seeing, I guess, the elders in a family to a certain degree. And Gigi is, Gigi's the kind of elder that you're kind of like, you know, this woman is like incredible. She's her partner Shivani and 
you know, she's close with her son and she's just like also close with her granddaughters and is very sort of forthright and, you know, kind of blonde. And that's really, really nice. I mean, I think it's also like showcases like how there's obviously going to be love and care from your grandparent, but it's very different from your parent because your parent is trying to make sure that you grow into the specific and your grandparents like I did that with your parents. Right now it's their turn to do that with you. I just get to, you know, spoil you and uh, let you, you know, have happy moments like I'm not here to be a disciplinarian or, or and none of that. That is someone else's problem, <laughs> aka your mother and father. I am just here to, you know, make life delightful and funny and filled with like joy. And she also has some really, really great sort of um, lines, like pretty much right in the beginning in chapter one, she, she, Gigi says, oh no, my lovely little lemon, Gigi cut in. How could they possibly spin when they have adult children to ambush in the kitchen? And I mean, that's so funny to me. Like, like, I love that she's calling out her child, the father, and his wife. And is very much like, let me point out the absurdity of this moment, right? Let me point out, you know, what it is that they're doing. And not in like a whatever, but in just like a very funny, like... Like, no, little lemon. They've got to ambush their adult kids in the kitchen because that's what they do. Like, I don't agree with it, but... And then, of course, another really great one is... This is chapter 19. Ooh, but I'm like, but is this one... I mean, the first chapter, technically speaking, if you bought the ebook, you could have seen that in the sample if you clicked on sample. But chapter 19... You're not going to, I'm going to read it anyway. Just, you know, be prepared. Well, Gigi piped up. Clearly their worries were unfounded because it looks like, it looks as though there's only you and Jacob and sex cults typically require multiple members. Unless that strapping young man from outside is also involved. In which case, bravo. Like, <laughs> imagine your grandmother just being like, clearly you're not in the sex cult. But, like, if you are, like, is the hot, that other hot guy involved? Because if it's just this one hot guy, it's, it's not this, like, I don't know. But if you include the other, you know, the other strapping young man, then, you know, go for it. Not like, oh, my God, I clutch on my pearls. No, it's like, yeah, girl, get it. Get it. Um, so I really, like, to me, that's just like, <laughs> like, because that's, you know, I hope one day if I'm a grandma that that's the kind of grandma I am. We're just like, so, have you replaced your toys? How long have you had them? And my grandkids be like, grandma, what are you doing? We don't talk about that. And me be like, oh, why not? We're all adults here. We're all adults. So anyway, back to book. It is so well done. Um, Eve grows. Both Eve and Jacob grow. Ooh, also, 
even Jacob, right? Obviously, it's a romance. There's going to be conflict. And they do have like a the, the bad moment where you're like, oh, no, things have gone, have gone left. Now what? But I think what's also really awesome about this book is that Eve and Jacob both, as they are growing to like each other, care for each other, and ultimately fall in love with each other, they are both very okay with putting in the work. There isn't, I've said this before, there are romances where the, specifically the male character, like the the, the dude, but sometimes we get it with the, the girl, the woman. There's this like, oh, I can't love them. And this like whole like absolute denial and the conflict surrounds the fact that they're in such denial and it makes them upset and all. And sometimes I'm like, oh, God, you're so... Like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you so, like, ugh about this? Like, you should, you know, kind of be okay with it. And both Jacob and Eve, and I feel like in this case, Jacob really is like, when, once he starts to realize how he really feels about her, he's like, this is terrifying. But I'm going to work at this because this is what I need. This is what I want right? Like there's that acknowledgement of the fear of rejection, of the fear of being so vulnerable and open to someone, but also being like, all right, well, you know, let's buckle up for this because we're doing this. Not like, oh God, that's too scary. So I'm going to just not let it happen or try to downplay it or try to, none of that. It's more like, yeah, this is, this is, this is terrifying. Okay, uh, let's take a big slurp of this this coffee and then keep going because we're not going to give up. I mean, we're scared. We're definitely scared and we're definitely worried that things could go left, but they haven't. So let's 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 see what happens next. Um, and I think Eve has some of that also. Um, maybe a little bit less than him, but it, she isn't like I have feelings this can't be, I must run away from feelings, or he will never want me because I am not worthy. So, and it's not that, and it's also not that they don't have those thoughts of not being worthy, of not deserving, of being unlovable. They do, but they have the self-awareness and the clarity to be like, these are shitty thoughts that we're having that are trying to convince us to cut and run but these 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 thoughts are trash these thoughts are no good we must kick them to the curb Ooh, that kind of rhymed (laughs) right and so we get to see them be like no i'm not going to succumb to these really shitty thoughts and you know fuck shit up I'm going to, you know, be strong. Now, of course, because it's a romance novel and whatever, there is there does come a moment where we sort of see like how previous actions from Eve lead to the, you know, this this moment. And Jacob does have that like <gasps> this was not, you know, this was never real. 
Um, but again, it's not something that gets dragged out forever, forever. And I'm just sitting there reading like, oh my God, dude, if you can just, no, it feels very real, right? In that he initially reacts in a way that is to be expected because of how he grew up and he is in pain, but he then realizes like, wait a minute, these are the places in which I didn't allow for what actually happened to be, you know, explained. So is it really that, you know, Eve is like, didn't want you anyway? Or is it that I may have jumped the gun, you know, conclusions, oops. Um, and I like that, um, that it it's, it feels genuine, it feels real, it feels like what I expect to see in relationships of people in the, are we in the 20th century or the 21st century? Do not say it. Let's say we're, you know, in 2021. Um, so yeah, they, as a couple, I really like them. I feel like, I think I was in a book club and I remember an author I really love basically saying that most of the time when she's reading romance, she's always sort of picturing uh, a happily for now, an HFN, as opposed to happily ever after, an HEI, because there's a lot of books that it just never necessarily on paper feels like this couple might have the longevity to be around, to still be around and together 50, 60, 70 years down the line. And in the case of Eve and Jacob, I feel like they, like, their story definitely makes me think that they are together a year from the end, five years, 22 years, you know, 44, 70, you know, well, maybe not 78, that's pushing it. They would have had to have gotten together um, at the you know, real, real young or live past, past a hundred, but they feel what we see, what we get to experience with them in the book leads me to believe that this is a couple that if, if Talia were to do another book 10 years into the future of, you know, of the series that they would be, you know, not only going strong, but more in sync and more committed to each other as opposed to things sort of slipping and faltering. It would be more of like, this is us for the long haul. This is us, you know, at the beginning of our haul that's long and we are just growing in strength. And, that, and I'm not saying, oh, and then life is perfect for them. Nothing ever goes wrong. No. But reading this book, I've got the feeling that they are the kind of couple that whatever really does come their way, even when they are really scared that things are not going to be good and the fear of potentially being sort of like left behind, I get, I, I got the feeling like, like, as more time went on and they were more comfortable with each other, they would just be so in sync that it would just be like, nah, like that's not even gonna, that's not even a thought in our minds. 
because we are so melded and present in each other. Um, Because I think that they see each other. Like, they don't see an idealized version of the other person. Um, Because I think we also see that sometimes in romance. Sometimes in romances where the character isn't really seeing the other character, but they're seeing their idea, their version of them. And then, of course, in those books, I feel like the conflict comes when that person realizes that what they're seeing or what they've always been seeing and envisioning isn't really the person in front of them. And so now, how do you reconcile that, right? How do you deal with the fact that you weren't really seeing who they were as a person, but you were sort of seeing this idea of them? And and how do you move forward? And Jacob and Eve definitely feel like the kind of couple who, who genuinely see each other. And so will work to create the kind of relationship and, um, I was going to say space, but I don't think that's the right word. Relationship is sort of maybe habitat or whatever that works for both of them that makes both of them feel happy and fulfilled and safe and filled with, you know, all the wonderful feelings, love, comfort, joy, etc. Sexy times. Um, oh, also some really nice sexy times in this one. Um, there's, 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 I wouldn't say that it's like a crazy amount. No, but the ones that we do get, mm, yes, quite like it. There may be a um, a toy that has a hilarious name. I don't need to tell you what the name is of said toy. Uh, but when you get there, you'll know. You'll know. You'll be like, <laughs> um, think, think, treat, trunk, thighs. That's all I'm going to tell you. I don't care if you ask nicely and not nicely. That's all I'm going to tell you. But yes, this is a really, really good end to this series. I mean, it does make me sad. I wish we had more books. I know other people have asked for Gigi to get maybe a novella, if not a full book. I too would like to you know, add my name to that list, that petition um, that I too would like to see um, a novella at least or a full, full-length book um, of Gigi and her partner Shivani because they seem so cool. And I cannot wait to see what Talia like shares with us next because honestly, they she has so many books and I have enjoyed so, so, so many of them. And so I cannot wait to see like what comes next. Like, will she end up having a contract where she does another group of sisters? Would love to see it. Um, I'm just saying, just putting that out there in case she doesn't have ideas. Um, another trio of sisters. Ooh, <gasps> you know what I would love to see her do that I don't know if she's done necessarily. A group of brothers, like either three or four brothers, mm, 
we could go real conservative with just two but then that would just mean two books and i want more <laughs> four brothers and like their love stories oh yes oh oh please please tell you i beg of you i beg of thee um i would love to see what that what that kind of a series would look like from her because oh, i know that it would be so good oh i can only dream and hope that she hears this but then at the same time i'd be so terrified i'd be like oh my god no she heard this ah um but at the same time it'd be like well if you did manage to suffer through listening to my ass um pretty please uh series with four brothers hey <laughs> hey uh that's a movie i don't remember the whatever but um it's like four adopted brothers garrett headland uh is it matthew mcconaughey or matt damon no it's matthew no mark Wahlberg. <laughs> whatever all starts with them all caucasians i forgot but yes mark Wahlberg, garrett headland is tyrese in that i think he is and someone else and you know it was filmed in toronto and so like um part of the project area that they run through i'm like oh yeah i know exactly where that is but that would that's very different like it's not a it's a movie not a love story none of that but i would love if talia did something with four brothers that you know wasn't those were four adopted brothers so if she wanted to she could also do four adopted brothers again i would take anything for adopted brothers for blood brothers <gasps> quad is it quadruplets quad lips quad lips ay dios i think it's quadruplets <laughs> wait has anyone ever done a romance with like multiple birth people hmm i wonder i wonder i feel like people have definitely like there are twins that fall in love or whatever like each of them gets a book but what about like triplets or quadruplets quintuplets sextuplets septuplets that might be pushing it but i mean it might not be a better it would obviously be multiple books so if you had like a quadruple quadruple yeah four um you'd have four books which would be dope so i'm just saying talia if you happen to hear this episode and you get this far um i would love for you to have a series with four brothers and whoever is out there looking for romance when talia writes this if she writes this well when she does i'm gonna need you to buy it how about that right how about them apples need you to you know do that because it's not helpful if you don't do that but yes act your age eve brown wonderful third book um really couldn't put it down I mean, it was sad when it ended, but like not, you know, crazy sad where you're like looking over like, oh my God, what is, what kind of breakdown is happening over there? Not, not that bad. But yeah, I, all of you should read it. If you do not already have it pre-ordered, that's okay. It's okay. You can purchase it. Um... Because by the time this comes out, it will already be 
uh, oh no, I lied. This comes out on Monday. Ah, see, brain, so slow. So yeah, you can pre-order Monday. Um, but if you don't, you can also just purchase on Tuesday or borrow from your public library, which libraries have really been clutch in this, you know, panorama. Um, there were more quotes I wanted to share with you, but I'm worried that they might be, you know, spoilers. And then I would feel bad if I spoiled things. So I won't or will I? I won't share them with you just because I really think that you need to read to really gasp, uh, gasp, <laughs> gasp, no, to really take in the like level of of brilliance to really just bask in such fucking well put together sentences that create a story that you are going to love you are going to l-o-v-e all right so i think that's everything i had to say about this book yes that's pretty much it um i'm definitely a massive stan cannot wait for more she said she's writing um, books for the sisters. Uh, her paranormal meeting the huntress, the main character girl. She's got sisters, and those sisters are getting books. Ooh, I can't wait! I can't wait! All right, so I'm going to pause here, and then I'll be right back for gratitude, latitude. Woo! It's gratitude latitude time. <laughs> oh, that name kills me every time. Anyway. Okay, so you're all going to probably laugh. Or maybe you won't. I don't know. And I don't know if I've mentioned this on here before. But this is for this week. So, whatever. Um, I have never been a pajama person in the set. And you're like, she sleeps naked. No, I had never really bought like pajama sets before. I would just, you know, sleep in old t-shirts, old sweatpants, just like older clothing that was loose, whatever. But I never really thought of it. Then back in December, saw a sale for pajama set, a satiny, you know, fake satiny one from Target, bought it and really liked it. And so ever since then, I've sort of kind of been on the hunt for them. And I found a few more cute ones um, at uh, TJ Maxx. I say this all to say, they're, I've really been liking how I feel when I'm in them. Like, yes, they're sleepwear and I wear them to sleep and I'm so comfortable. But I felt really good about being in them. Um, Somehow just like even like for sleep, well put together. And I really, really like that. Um, I never really thought about it. And I think before it was just like, well, why would I spend money on pajamas when I could just wear like old clothes? But there's something about being in like a cute little long sleeve shirt, short set or whatever have you, where you feel like very comfortable and you look cute but you feel well sort of put together and you know I don't know how else to describe it it just feels really nice 
Um, and so that was definitely something. And I noticed it a lot this week and I don't know specifically why it just felt really nice to be like, I'm in my pajamas. Yes. Delightful. The second thing that I'm really grateful for this week. So in my room, I don't, I have like a big sort of, uh, bright light on the roof, uh, like in a, would it be a wall sconce if it's on the ceiling? No, so I'm gonna call it a ceiling sconce. Yo no sé. Um, so I, I kind of was like, well, I don't always want to have like that big ass bright light. So I had from years ago Christmas lights, both the the regular clear ones and colored ones. So I decided to sort of like string them up, and whenever I want lighting, but I don't want that big sort of like overhead craziness i turn them on there's something so nice about them again i feel like that's something that i saw and like especially in like teenage dorm room decor like definitely but i just was like whatever about it and now it's like it just feels so nice i don't know there's something about it it feels so much more warmer and cozier in my room when that light is on as when those are on as opposed to like the big bulb up on the ceiling where it just feels like we are looking at you and it's like who i don't know oh god all of a sudden the camera and the light bulb let's not let's not even say that let's not even play those games but yeah having the christmas lights um on even though nowhere near christmas nothing no tree nothing but just that much sort of softer lighting has really just i was like ooh, yes I'm really liking this. I'm really glad that I like did this um, because it definitely wasn't something I'd ever done before. And it's funny because it's not even like, oh, I thought of doing this now in the midst of the end of times. I've, you know, I've had it for a while, but just this week specifically, I really was like looking at them and being like, I like this. I feel really good that I have the option to do this, right? Because I could not. Um, but yes, I felt very um, grateful, as you say, for that. The third thing, um, <laughs> water. Now you're going to be like, girl, what? So here's the thing. I often be like, y'all should drink water. Don't forget to drink water. But I'm also really bad at taking my own advice. So, uh, I feel like before this past week, I'd had a few too many weeks, but I really, really, really wasn't, wasn't really drinking water like that. And then this past week, I really was like trying to make sure to drink water because it's like when I don't drink enough water, I start to get dehydrated and I can get headaches and like all these, and it's just uncomfortable. And now you're all probably going to be horrified but i like room temperature water personally i don't like cold water but it's been so nice to drink just a bunch of room temperature water and just feel so good like it's like i can feel myself being like yes she's giving us water finally you know like running up and down the hallways that are the veins you know say just being like so excited because I, it's been tasting real good i mean i filter it and all this shit but it's, it's it's been it's been hitting the spot and um 
I'm usually not a big water person, which was why I was also saying like drink water as a way to remind myself to drink water. But then I was slipping, but I'm not slipping now. And oh, I love it. So if you are trying to figure out how to upgrade your life a little, drink some water, boo. Maybe squeeze a bit of lemon juice in there to just mm, perk it up, perk it up. Or get yourself one of those really cool jar, like diffuser jars and like in the diffuser portion, fill it with like fresh cucumber and mint. And then you have cucumber mint water. I want to get one of those because I want to try that because then I'll have my own spa water in my home. Be like, would you like some a glass of spa water? You'll be like, the what? And I'll be like, don't worry. It's a pandemic. I wasn't going to offer it to you anyway. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, water also really has been hitting it this week. So what can I say? Um, let me see. Is there anything else? Oh, so when you hear this on Monday, um, the Harry and Meghan interview came out and who my God, um, I ended up having to record later than usual because not because I was watching because I didn't have TV or whatever, but I was just reading the tweets and it was just so, so much, so much, so much. So just saying that's out there in case you didn't know, which again feels like really hard to not know, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't think I have anything else for gratitude, latitude, like drink water guys i really am just like i'm looking at my water bottle like girl you could have been living this amazing life where you just drink water on the regular all the time as opposed to waiting until your body's sending your signals like bitch it's the desert up in here the fuck um so anyway just saying if you aren't sure what to do with yourself this week water um so yeah actor age eve brown out march 9th 2021 absolutely wonderful book you will love reading it i mean i guess if you don't love it you could say something to me but i'd rather you did not actually eh. anyway thank you guys for listening thank you guys for checking out what i have to say which i guess is thank you for listening um please come back next week where i will talk about what <laughs> roman novels. come on that's gonna be every week like there's never gonna be a week i mean i have thought i i don't know yet but i have thought about doing an episode about webtoon comics because there's some phenomenal webtoons like so good laura olympus um so i've been sort of toying with the idea but like again it's gonna be romance ones because i want happy ending i like happy ending happy ending make me happy <laughs> so anyway thank you take care be good be great. And I will talk to you guys next week.